Hey guys, JC here. I uh, just wanted to jump in before the show starts and say thank you so much for listening. Just crossed over 30,000 downloads, and so I'm very excited about that, and I'm looking forward to the future of uh, continuing to do this. And I'm actually looking for uh, questions from you guys, so if you have some burning questions, uh, it doesn't matter what the question is, please uh, just uh, reach out to me on Twitter, at HODLDAILY, and uh, let me know what your questions are. I would love to start doing some, some Q&A from the community here uh, more frequently. And uh, I would I would absolutely love to uh, answer your questions or if I don't know the answer to your question, be able to learn a little bit myself and then share whatever I found. So uh, with that, I will let the show start and hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to HODL Daily, the not-so-daily podcast about Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, blockchain, insert other buzzword here that the kids are using these days. I'm your host, JC Hyatt, and today is going to be a short episode. It's going to be a continuation of our uh, our topic from last week when uh, we started talking about what wallets are. And so today we're going to go a step further and talk about uh, a term or I guess a set of terms called hot storage and cold storage um, sometimes also seen as hot wallets and cold wallets now <clears throat> this does not necessarily uh, this does not mean that uh, you know you can buy a wallet that's really hot like looks awesome or uh, is uh, hot to the touch like you know hot to hold in your hand uh, or cold or you know whatnot it th this has nothing to do with temperature it has nothing to do with style what hot and cold mean anytime you see it in the context of wallets and storage uh, which you in this case you can kind of use those terms interchangeably um, a hot wallet uh, the the simple definition is if it's it's hot if it is connected to the internet and it is cold if it is not connected to the internet <clears throat> So, um, why is there a distinction there? Well, you have uh, hot wallets and being connected to the internet, that means that they're always, uh, they're always right there ready to interact with the Bitcoin blockchain, ready to uh, send transactions. And, um, and then you have cold wallets that are not connected to the internet. And so um, they are not at the ready to, to connect to the Bitcoin blockchain and initiate transactions. And you might think, well, why even ever have a cold wallet? I mean, like, isn't that pretty inconvenient? Um, and the truth is, yes, it is inconvenient, or at least less convenient than having a hot wallet, um, just in that you can't uh, quickly initiate a transaction. But um, one thing you gotta uh, consider here is security. So typically, uh, especially in this space, you're you're going to give up some convenience for security. So you've you've seen this uh, probably play out f for more than just wallets. You've probably seen this play out even if you're making an, an account on an exchange. And if you want to be a little more secure than just having a simple email and password, then you would do something like two-factor authentication and to where you open up you know Google Authenticator or you get a text message with a little code every time you log in, stuff like that. Um, and so, you know, with that, it, you know, 
it in that example at least it takes a little longer to log in but you have a little bit of added security just in case someone is able to guess your password or hack your email um, and it's the same way with uh, with storage it's the same way with with uh, wallets so the more convenience you want the less security you're going to have pretty much um, there may be some uh, some like scenarios that people might want to share with me where you can have the best of both worlds but I really don't think you can have maximum security and still have the most convenient setup um, what I think you kinda have to sacrifice some to have more of the other so with that <clears throat> why is it uh, a security issue well uh, if it's connected to the internet that means it is uh, it, it can be targeted by uh, malicious hackers. Um, if if it's not connected to the internet, it can't be targeted by hackers. I mean, you can be you know kidnapped and or physically beaten um, or held at gunpoint for your cold storage, but uh, at least it can't be hacked, um, which is far more likely to happen to you than you getting mugged or or uh, held for ransom or something. Um, and uh, what is it though? So I guess, you know, to be hot, it has to be connected to the internet to be cold. It is not connected to the internet, but what does that actually mean? How, what does that look like? Well, there's some different types of hot wallets and there's some different types of cold wallets. So hot wallet examples would be exchanges, uh, say Coinbase, for instance. So Coinbase, um, hosts a wallet on your behalf and is always connected to the internet. And that's why you're able to quickly buy and sell uh, your Bitcoin or, or Ethereum or whatever you want to trade on Ether on uh, on Coinbase um, or you know send it to another wallet or whatever uh, it's the same thing with like GDAX or Bitrix or uh, um, Binance or any any exchange out there um, your uh, it's inherent that your wallet is hot it's connected to the internet that's why you can make instant trades and things like that um, you can initiate a transaction to someone is because it's connected to the internet. Um, another example of a hot wallet would be like mobile or desktop wallets. So uh, you may have the, I know there's a lot of them out there, um, you, but uh, one that I've used is uh, the blockchain.info app um, for iOS. It may be for Android too, I'm really not sure, but um, that's an example of a hot wallet. So um, while it's not necessarily always connected to the internet maybe uh, if you maybe don't have the app open and you don't have any you know Wi-Fi or cell phone service or anything like that but it is or it, it does connect to the internet at some point um, uh, and for all you know for for our purposes it pretty much is connected to the internet at all times because it's on a device that is connected to the internet pretty much all times um, desktop wallets also so uh, you, if you aren't familiar, you actually, I mean, the original, um, you can download the original Bitcoin software and, uh, it, it includes a wallet, um, that you can run right there on your computer and you can send and receive, uh, Bitcoin, um, right there in the app on your computer. So, um, that's another example of a hot wallet because it's software that's on a computer, which is connected to the internet. Um, so those are some examples of hot wallets. Uh, examples of cold wallets or cold storage would be um, hardware wallets. So this is a physical uh, device that it does not look like a wallet that you carry uh, your cash around in. It is uh, typically a lot smaller than that. 
Um, and I'm going to go over, for all these, I'm going to go over some more specific examples. But one uh, example of the hardware wallet is the Trezor. It's a small little, um, about the size of a maybe a thumb. Um, it's a little black uh, device. I, I think you can also get it in white. It doesn't matter. But um, it is not connected to the internet. It doesn't have Wi-Fi or an Ethernet port or any of that kind of stuff. Um, you can uh, you connect it to your computer briefly to initiate transactions, um, but there's actually additional security measures in place to ensure that um, the private key associated with the wall with your Trezor wallet cannot be stolen by a hacker. Um, because there's lots of ways that, that hackers can, if they have access to your computer, there's lots of ways they can get your private keys if you have them in a, a hot wallet, like a, you know, an app on your computer or your phone or something like that. If they, if they can hack your device, they can, uh, you should just assume that they can get your private key. Um, so with the hardware wallets, there's, some, there's typically going to be measures in place that can prevent most of the common uh, scenarios uh, from happening. Um, another example of the um, cold storage is a paper wallet. This is by far the most secure form of storage. It is um, literally a piece of paper. You can generate a paper wallet um, with, I believe, I'm not sure if it's all. Um, I know it's uh, many um, cryptocurrency projects. Uh, you can obviously try it out with Bitcoin. Um, you can just Google Bitcoin paper wallet and um, and you can generate, I believe it's bitaddress.org, but I'm not entirely sure on that. Um, but yeah, so you can generate uh, basically a public and private key pair or as many pairs as you want. You can write them down on a piece of paper and then you can send Bitcoin to any of those. Um, and then you can just lock away the paper in a uh, vault or um, bury it or whatever. Uh, it's up to you. Um, but that is obviously the most secure form of storage in terms of um, being hack proof because uh, it's it's never connected to the internet um, to get any money out of it you would have to load your keys into uh, software so eventually it could become hot um, but if only briefly uh, but anyway this is uh, these are these are the examples of hot and cold storage and um, the reason this is a, a a good thing to consider is uh both are not like neither one is like necessarily bad um and neither one is necessarily uh the best i mean you really are going to use both um you, you're going to have to have some form of hot storage if you're ever going to you know send any uh actually transact with people actually send any currency to people um but you're also going to want to have uh you know, cold storage to prevent yourself from losing uh, any of your crypto. And so um, the way to think about this is, <clears throat> excuse me, you have, uh, we, we, you know, with cryptocurrency, we can, we have the power to become our own bank. Um, but with that is going to become some, uh, is going to come some uh, extra responsibility that we didn't have to uh, consider before when we just, you know, relied on the bank. And, um, you know, and security is obviously probably the number one thing that we're going to have to consider that, you know, the bank typically does for you. They've got the vault, they have the uh, alarms, they have the uh, firewalls, they, they, you know, whatever. Um, but now we have to manage that for our, ourselves in the cryptocurrency space. And so um, one good way of thinking about this is that your, um, your hot wallet would be really like no more 
then first off, no more um, money than uh, you know you would carry in your own you know wallet in your pocket. So that like if you got mugged, uh, you know you you obviously wouldn't lose everything you own if you got mugged on the street unless you just always carry around all your money with you, which I don't I don't know anyone who does that. Um, but uh, you know you still have a bank account. Um, or a savings or something like that, that if you get mugged, you still have that stored away. So a good way to think about this is like your hot wallet, your hot storage would be, you know, kind of like your money that you carry around. It's ready to send to people. Um, it's ready to, uh, you know, trade, you know, whatever it is. Um, and then your cold storage would be more of like your bank account itself. You've got, um, that you've got your funds kind of stored away and, um, you know, it's a lot harder to get to those. Uh, you can't just um, be mugged on the street and lose all your money. So that's a really good way to think about it. And so um, you're going to end up having both uh, unless you plan to just buy some cryptocurrency and put it in cold storage and literally never use it um, ever because at some point it has to, at least some of it has to become hot in order for you to send it anywhere um, and do anything with it. So um, that is an overview of hot and cold storage. Uh, I hope you learned something today. If you didn't, or if I'm an idiot, you can uh, tell me on Twitter, or you can email me now at this uh, shiny new Gmail account I've created. It's hoddledaily at gmail.com. And as always, you can tweet me at hoddledaily. Um, and with that, I'll sign off for the day, and we will continue our... Uh, our conversation on wallets and storage tomorrow.